Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Emily. And I'm Paige. And I am the depressed-looking stuffed elkhead at the lodge. And I am the delicious cheeseburger made by the cooks at the lodge that is just being put into Bella Swan's napkin. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. Paige, what's new? I made a mojito for myself for the first time, and I'm quote-unquote enjoying it right now. It's very strong. I know for next time to not add so much rum. My thing with drinks is I'd so much rather it be strong than weak. Getting a weak drink, like, if you make it for yourself, it's a little different. But if you get one while you're out and you already know you spent $12 on it, I get so mad. That is very fair. However, I am drinking at home, so I would like to enjoy it. Fair enough. You could add more stuff once you drink a little bit more of it. Yeah, you're right. I also bought a bunch of ingredients to make one of my favorite recipes, I don't know if any of the listeners, I feel like I've probably talked about it before. Um, The Redwall book series. Does it sound familiar? No. No. Okay. Well, it was a book series I was obsessed with in middle school. Um, Basically, a bunch of woodland creatures live in the woods peacefully in this monastery-esque, castle-esque building called Redwall, Redwall Abbey. And they just have feasts and they're peaceful. They, you know, bop, bop, bop around. Um, but one of the things is like the food described in the books is always insane and it's like, it always sounds super good. And so when I was in middle school, I bought the cookbook for Redwall and one recipe I always wanted to try. It's made by the tribe of otters and it's called shrimp and hot root soup. And I love spicy food and I love shrimp. So I always wanted to try it. Well, I made it when I was in sixth grade and it was very boring. I remember eating it and I was like, okay. Like there was basically no flavor. I made it to a T from the recipe book because I was 12 and I didn't know how to cook. I remembered this recipe like two years ago and I was like, I bet I could make it really good now that I know how to cook and I know what I like. So I got the recipe book when the one of the times I went home and then I made it. I added a whole bunch of shit to it, and boy howdy, did it, it's amazing now that I like added all this crazy stuff to it. So it's a little blustery today. It snowed for a little bit up here, so I'm gonna make some spicy shrimp soup. I bought a little imitation crab meat to throw in, you know, just to add a little sweetness in there. So we'll see what happens. A little je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I, I don't know what artificial crab meat is made out of. It historically has not been gluten-free, but this one was labeled gluten-free, so I don't really know what's in it. Well, let me know how it is. That is really cool. I totally get the sentiment of, like, um, delicious things in books. I saw this thing once that was like, I have never wanted to try something more than that fucking Turkish delight that Edmund eats in Narnia because he, like, sells his siblings for it, basically. And I'm like, I gotta try that. My old roommate, Millie used to be, I mean, I'm sure she still is, but really into Turkish Delight and just whatever that confectionery item is in general, she would buy different kinds of it in America. And we had some one day and it was super awesome. She bought like a bunch of it off of Amazon or something. And we looked up Turkish Delight because we were genuinely curious, like, what is this? We don't even know. It's good, but we don't know. And when you look up Turkish Delight, the Wikipedia page is literally says Turkish Delight was like, you know, like kind of popular or whatever. But 
after Narnia, it like skyrocket boomed. The Turkish delight economy went through the roof, which I don't blame them because the Turkish delight they use in that movie, I I want like eight pounds of it. Can you confirm what it is? Because I actually don't know either. So it's like I honestly I it I don't really know to be honest, but it's basically the inside is soft and a little more solid than like jelly, but it's not hard. It's very tender. I don't know if that's the right word. Like you bite into it, it's super soft, not creamy, but almost like jelly in a way. Like it's it it's like melt in your mouth basically. I think it's just sugar that's spun or like made a certain way and then they put like a powdered like sugar or like a flavoring on top so the kinds that we had in the past were like an apple one and we I think we had like a mango one it was really good damn yeah I, I have actually never tried it but I want to now it's good I would recommend I might sound a little bit different today I I did the last hour of work during my work day today from my bed and then I was thinking about how I had to get up to call Paige and go sit at my desk and then I was like says who says who so I made a little setup on my bed um so if I sound muffled you know why I'll go back to my desk next week if that's the case but also my desk chair that I always sit at when we record is very squeaky and I'm sure y'all have noticed it and it drives me batshit bananas so maybe this will help I don't know I sit on the floor so you could try that I could. I don't have carpet, so it might be a little hard. Yeah. Also, I'm a floor person, and I like being on the floor. Not everyone is that way. Yeah, I'm not really that way. I respect it, though. Yeah. Um, This idea came to me in a dream that Paige and I should start recommending just random shit. And so who am I to not listen to my dreams? So I will start off with, we're just going to have a recommendation corner every week. And I will start off with, I have two, so it's kind of cheating. But today I got, okay, so I was telling Paige before we were recorded, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to spend my entire tax return on Gymshark.com because they are the best brand. I love them. And I literally did. No, that's not true. I spent like a third of it on Gymshark. But it's funny because I haven't actually gotten it yet. I just filed my taxes last Thursday. Today's Tuesday. But I know it's coming. It said it's accepted. So it's fine. But today I got my haul, as one would like to call it, did a little try-on video series for my friend Grace. And wearing one of the new pieces right now. Just loving it, loving it. So that's my number one recommendation, kind of. But it was more just a story about my haul. Um, if you're into active wear, check it out. It is expensive, but the girlies know it's worth it. My second recommendation, I just started the Dropout TV show on Hulu. I know there's also a podcast. I have not listened to the podcast, but I like it so far, so I would recommend. Is the I've seen like the little blurbs that they put on Hulu, and my brain auto-filled what it's about. Is it about diabetes? No, but you're not that far off. Do you know who Elizabeth Holmes is? No. She basically founded this company that, like, said it could give people technology to test their blood in their homes without a finger prick. 
Um, or maybe without needles. I don't remember exactly what, it, I, I don't think it's gone that far yet, but, or I don't care about the science part of it, but um, basically she was like, they didn't actually have the technology and she made like this billion dollar company. She was like the youngest ever female billionaire. And then it came out that like, it wasn't real. Like it literally wasn't working in people's homes. And she um, got convicted of a bunch of charges of fraud. And now she faces up to 80 years in prison. When did this happen historically? She founded the company in like 2005 or 2006. And then it popped off in like 20... 18, I think. Like, it was around for a while, and it had a hella investors. She girl boss too close to the sun. <laughs> she really did. That, whole, that is a good summary of the show so far. It's just, like, her girl bossing way too close to the sun. Well, it's interesting that you say that, because my recommendation is also a show you can watch on Hulu. It's not Hulu-specific. I'm sure you can watch it other places, too, but I watch it on Hulu. Um, I'm sure you all have heard of it. It's called Abbott Elementary. It's essentially, it's very The Office or Parks and Rec-esque, like that sort of vibe, you know, one-on-one person interviews with the camera, a little silly, goofy, a little outrageous, but it is so good. Predominantly Black cast, amazing. It's written by uh, a woman writer. I think the director might be a woman too. I'm I can't I'm not positive, but the main character in it is the writer or a writer. Um and I feel like she probably helped create the show. Um but it's hilarious. It is about an elementary school in Philadelphia that's underfunded and just how they're managing. Um everyone in the cast is just amazing and perfect at their job and I love every episode has been a banger I would 100% recommend I think there's only like nine or ten episodes up right now because it's on tv right now like it is a the first season is live so to speak so watch what you can because I promise you if you like that type of show you will 100% like this show nice yeah I've heard nothing but good things about that like on twitter and stuff so I really want to watch Euphoria as well. I'm way behind on that trend. But I feel like to go from what I'm watching right now to Euphoria is too heavy. So I feel like I might mix a little Abbott Elementary in in the middle. Yeah, or even watch Abbott Elementary in conjunction with Euphoria. Because I've, I have I also have not seen Euphoria. I have heard like bits and pieces, obviously, from the homies. But it seems a little heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I tell you that... High School Musical, the musical, the series is also that like documentary, quote unquote, documentary style where they like talk to the camera. It's so funny. What? I know it's shocking when so Remy and I are watching it together. And when we watched the first episode and they did that first thing or like, I think someone looked at the camera and we were like, what the fuck? And it was actually really good. I mean, it's a Disney show. It's a, it's a show for kids, but it is kind of good. That's good to know. This has been Recommendation Corner. Thank you for joining us. Brought to you by Squarespace. (laughs) Not really. They're not paying us. Also, I've never used Squarespace. I wish. I also have never used Squarespace. I use Wix. Wix, sponsor us. I was also speaking of that. I just want um, better help to... to, um, uh, What's it called? Sponsor us. 
because no I have just seen a few things on I think it was Reddit recently that people were like posting screenshots of like their message because you can like chat with BetterHelp and it was literally horrible they would be like I have no reason to live and the person because I think it's like bots so the bot or maybe it was a person responded like I'm glad you're in touch with your emotions or something like that like it was not good that's all I have to say Okay, well, never mind. I was I was gonna I was gonna do a joke about like everyone in this book needs therapy, so it would be a great segue for to be sponsored. So if there's another therapy group out there that wants to advertise on a Twilight podcast, where your gals? You know who to call. Um, the actress who plays Alice just started a Twilight podcast, and it's the first one of like. Because that's so hot right now, like, actors doing a, like, quote-unquote re-watch of the shows or movies that they're on. So, we got some serious competition for our 50 listeners. But we love y'all! Even if you listen to her podcast, we'll understand. But don't, don't stop listening to us. I mean, you can listen to both. Nothing's stopping you from doing both. Exactly. And not talking shit on her, don't know her, don't care enough about her to look really look into her, but I know she sells NFTs, and we will not be doing that. We're, we're non-fungible, okay? <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, so this week we read chapters 16 and 17. This is weird because, as you heard on our last episode, we have to take a week off, but we actually, like, us, me and Paige actually haven't done that yet. Like this is a week ago, like two weeks ago from when you're hearing this. It doesn't matter, but we're in a weird time warp. Anyway, hope you got a good week off. What do you think of these two chapters, Paige? Well, since the last, I don't know, four to six chapters have been RUFF rough to get through, I really enjoyed these two chapters. I know that these two also, there was a lot going on, like a lot action-wise, and we're getting a lot of rising action in these chapters. Um, But it was just kind of nice to get back into like, oh yeah, high school. Oh yeah, like graduation. And also just, I don't know, it was kind of nostalgic to remember back like the feelings of graduating and you know the fun of like going to a high school party I don't know it just I feel like there were some like funny bits in these chapters and the the talk with Charlie at the end of Epoch was like kind of nice I really liked that and I just I really liked both of these chapters even though it seems like things are getting dire (laughs) yeah no I totally get what you mean the vibes were better at least And, I mean, I don't want to just jump right on in if you have any other points, but Chapter 16, Epoch, starts us off with a bang. It brings us right on back to one of our favorite things, that khaki fucking skirt. I fucking knew you were going to bring that up. It is also my first note. It just says, all caps, not the khaki skirt. I'm just like, there had to, she had to have put that in for reader enjoyment. Like, No, because like if it were me and I wrote something that I thought was a bop and then the the reaction to it was like, really that? No, that's a joke. We're making fun of that. I might lean in 
And I might throw it back in as like, I heard you guys and I know it's funny. She's not wearing it, but I want to remind you that it was embarrassing. I mean, I don't know. who Who's to say? I think that might be giving Stephanie a little bit too much credit. I almost feel like she's doubling down on that fucking yucky skirt. But maybe she is kind of leaning in and, and joking along with us. Who's to say? You know, if Bella had that red blouse still, I think it would look nice with the khaki skirt in general. I don't think that it's an outfit that I would wear to graduation or to a party with my hot boyfriend. Um, But, you know, if you were like working at Target or working at Salvation Army or like a mom of seven, you know, it might be nice. Didn't we agree that the skirt is like ankle length? Yeah. No, that doesn't look good with anything. Well, just with the red top, you know, like the colors won't clash. It'll at least match as two people who know what a red top and khaki bottoms look like together. We know it at least goes together. I'm just giving some options what she could do with it besides being besides doing important things like meeting your boyfriend's family or going to your graduation party in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Paige is referencing our uniforms. For me, it was like based in my whole life. Paige came to my school later on, but um, our uniforms in elementary school were red tops and khaki bottoms. Although in elementary school, it was navy, and then in middle school, it was khaki. The navy was ugly. It was even worse than the khaki. Yeah, red and dark blue. That's just not... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Red and dark blue. It's just not... It's not good. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to jump in. So Bella is bemoaning the fact that she has nothing to wear to graduation. And she knows it's because her beautiful red blouse would go great with her khaki skirt, but someone, the vampire that was in her room, stole it. And pretty much right off the bat in this chapter, Bella realizes, like she puts two and two together basically, and realizes that the vampire who was in her room is also involved in some way with um, the thing going down in Seattle and stole her shirt so that others could find, like, use her scent to find her. What did you think about this? I'm glad that they finally figured it out. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have it completely figured out, but I knew that it had to do with smell clearly, because she made a comment about her stinky socks and her dirty laundry smelling bad, and that was something that was stolen. So I knew it was something to do with smell, and so thus scent, because I think the very next chapter was called Scent, so it was like, duh. I'm just like, how did none of the vampires figure this out? Because I feel like, you know, they Carlisle's been around for like 400 years, and Edward's always talking about how smart he is. So I'm just shocked that no one... That Bella figured this out, first of all, and that it was so late in the game. Yeah, I was also thinking that, too. Like, they both, both Alice and Edward, when she tells them, are, like, stunned into silence. And I'm like, you should probably not be stunned. I was, like, the opposite of stunned. I was just relieved that we finally got there. Yeah. Um, This is, like, kind of going into the predictions side of things. But, like, what do you think the purpose is? I, well, so the, 
what they talk about in the next chapter, I think they, or at least they mention it to like Jasper or to Jacob. I don't know that they've given, they've probably given the smell to the newborns so that they can hunt Bella or something along those lines. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping a little bit from what information has been given, but my thoughts are that they just want the newborns to know what to look for because the newborns, when they smell that juicy Bella smell, they are not going to stop. They're going to, they're going to try and find her and they're going to be ruthless about it. So I don't, I can't foresee Bella staying in town for this. That seems stupid to me. So I don't know if, I don't know if they're playing the long game where it's like, you have to have the smell to thus hunt her down. But to me, it was just so that the newborns had the smell so that they could find Bella and kill her ruthlessly. But why? Why would they want to kill Bella? Well, I still think it's Victoria behind all this. Okay, okay. Gotcha. You know, it seems so purposeful. Like, Like, a stranger wouldn't find a stranger human scent and do all of this choreography for no reason you know like it everything is so purposeful and so calculated that it has to be someone who is out for either vengeance or they have a purpose for doing it so I mean the only two parties that we have at this point that would have some reason to want Bella dead or scared or just I don't know it would either be Victoria or the Volturi and to me, Victoria is the looser end. I mean, we still have a whole other book. So we got two we got two loose ends and two books right now. So one's going to go with one and one's going to go with the other, my thoughts are. Okay, I like it. Sounds good. <laughs> um, okay. So skipping kind of this fluff, they show or they go to graduation edward rides with charlie and bella in the back of the squad car which is a little hilarious moment um alice had to run away because edward can obviously read her thoughts and bella doesn't want edward to find out about this connection before the graduation ceremony because she feels like he will throw a fit which he does so she's accurate in that um they all line up for graduation Oh, wait, I skipped one thing that I did want to point out super quick on page 349 at the bottom. Bella's like, well, this is good because no one's trying to kill you guys after all. I'm like, you're a psychopath. I feel like I say this every single episode. Bella does not have her priorities in order. At all. <laughs> I, she, I, I don't know what it is. This is this is a thing like in the natural world too. Prey animals, their response to being in danger is like freeze and just die. Like deer and rabbits, like they'll just like stop and like hope that nothing happens. It's like, no, you're gonna get eaten. You have to be a little more proactive. And I feel like that's what Bella is doing right now. Like, girl no be more worried about yourself yeah totally totally it's almost like not even freezing it's like freezing and rolling over towards the prey like that's the kind of shit she does 
or the predator, not the prey, but yeah. It's just, I just have no words. <laughs> okay, anyways, back to the graduation ceremony. They're all lining up to graduate and Jessica is all excited to talk to Bella and talks her ear off and Bella's like, oh, that's fucking weird, but I'm glad that we could end on good terms because I'm never going to see her again. Listen, Bella, we all thought this at graduation. It wasn't just you because you're going to become a vampire. It was all of us. I I was going to ask you because I had this happen to me too in graduation. Like people came out of the woodworks and was like, oh, we're we're best friends again. We're like super good friends again. And I'm like, bitch, where? Bitch, where? Did that happen to you at all? I wish I could tell you, but I am not joking. Unfortunately, when I say I can't remember high school, like it literally has been almost expunged from my brain. Not deliberately. It's just like I I just there's moments, there's highlights, but I have I've got nothing for graduation. I know my dad yelled that'll do M because he's a big fan of that'll do pig from Babe. That's all I remember. I do say that quite often, and I feel like no one ever gets it. And then I'm worried that people think I'm insulting them by calling them pig. And I'm like, no, I swear to God, it's from Babe. Well, you could say it around me because it's one of my dad's favorite expressions. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So the ceremony goes off without a hitch because whole time... Al whole time Alice is there, which is only for a few minutes, she was translating the Battle Hymn of the Republic into Arabic, actually, which is interesting, since her the love of her life is a confederate. Anyways, I digress. And then she also translated it to Korean Sign Language. So, then Bella chooses to tell Edward what's going on, and I'm like, you've had a hundred years to practice, like, hiding your real emotions, adjusting your face. And he does not do that. He makes, he's like extremely rude to Charlie. He's like, I have plans when Charlie asks if Edward wants to go to dinner and storms off. But like, it's like, where are you going? We know you're going to be running behind their car, like in the trees or whatever. I, I was trying to imagine what this looked like. And just the thought of, because Bella says that he even walks a little too fast for it to seem normal. So it's like still walking, but like a little too fast. And I am just picturing him like speed walking aggressively and his graduation robe swinging around like freaking Snape and Harry Potter. Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was a very hilarious picture, even though it was not, wait, no, in, in, inconspicuous or conspicuous. Even though it was not, even though it was conspicuous. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, add to that um, visual, you know, the sound that those make when you walk like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, I wonder if people think I'm a vampire because I, I don't know, I have this thing. I have it driving and I have it walking in public places where I don't, I'm not really in a hurry, but yet I'm in a hurry. I have to get there as fast as fucking possible. So I'm always speed walking, always. I have short legs and I'm always, I have short legs and anxiety. So I'm always nervous that I'm walking too slow in front of people. Not that I'm walking too slow, that my stride is making me walk too slow. So I walk really fast. 
That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, so Bella and Charlie go to dinner at the famous lodge. Um, there's a bunch of other families there because it's like the only nice restaurant in town. I'm like, Olive Garden? Anybody? <laughs> um, okay. So Bella's in a hurry to get out of there because she wants to make sure that Edward is okay. So she like rudely goes and waits by the car while her dad is like still paying. I would get my ass beat if I did some shit like this. <laughs> he even makes a con or like when he comes out, Bella notes that he's whispering something under his breath about impatience. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're lucky he's whispering it under his breath and not yelling at you in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, oh my gosh, can I tell you just a cute story that I just remembered? Literally, this is how, this is how my memories work. Like, I won't ever remember them until, like, something sparks it. And then I'm like, I haven't thought about that since it happened. But I don't know why, but I stayed out really late the night of graduation there must have been like a bunch of parties that I went to like in a row I think there's like three in a row that I went to and when I got home at like one in the morning my dad had written congrats M in huge letters and little hearts on the sidewalk or on our driveway in sidewalk chalk isn't that so cute I want him to I want there to be sort of like I don't know like a big statue of him just that I can, like, bring, like, gifts to, to pay honor to. Homage. While he's still alive, though. <laughs> so he can come grab them. Yeah, like, I guess I could just give them to him now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is weird. Okay. So, she has a brief, Bella has a brief moment with Edward, because he fucking walks out of where he was hiding in the woods, and kisses her multiple times, and then is like, I'll follow you to my house. And then... <laughs> Bella and Charlie get into the car. He's just rolling her eyes. <laughs> I'm just like, what if, okay, let's just say hypothetically, the newborn army falls upon Charlie and Bella right then and there. And it's oh, like, like, I know that Edward is like looking out for her safety, but as we know it, the enemy right now is, well, we don't know this specifically. I'm saying this because I know the information for the next chapter, but we know it's about 21 vampires. Against one Edward Cullen. What do you think? What good is that going to do? Truly. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, most of the things he does is weird, though. So most of the things he does are weird. That was a mouthful. Um, one thing, I wrote the wrong page number for this one note that I wanted to make. So just real quick, go back to it. All I was going to say is, why is Jacob at her graduation? You're not invited. As she says later. Her right hook was her uninviting you. Do not come. I'd be so fucking mad if I was her and he was there. I 100% agree. I was mad he was there. However, I was really happy that Billy was there. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, I'm almost like, bring Billy, but don't bring Jacob. <laughs> yeah, like, Billy is a family friend. He's known Bella since she was literally, like, a baby. He's, like, essentially family at this point. I'm glad that Billy went. And that's it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay, so as Paige was talking about earlier, Bella and Charlie do have kind of a nice talk in the car. Although I will say it doesn't make Charlie's reaction to Jacob kissing her better, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel. I It doesn't make it better, but he does acknowledge... Ad I mean, 
I, it, maybe this makes it worse, but on the bottom of 362, it reads, I never thought I needed to teach you how to throw a punch. Guess I was wrong about that. I thought you were on Jacob's side. No matter what side I'm on, if someone kisses you without your permission, you should be able to make your feelings clear without hurting yourself. Good point to make. Why didn't you stand by that point in the last chapter? Why are you saying this now after the fact? Why did you not say this to Jacob's face and like beat him up and throw him out of your house? You know? This is me queuing up the, I don't know what year, early 2000s hit, smash hit by JoJo. Too little, too late. This is a different song, but get out right now. It's the end of you and me. I know that doesn't, that's not relatable, but get out right now is. <laughs> Fucking JoJo is an icon. Also, she has a crazy story. I think her, there's a documentary, I have not watched it, but I read some tweets about it. Therefore, I'm an expert. <laughs> but basically, I think her documentary is on YouTube, but she had something with her label where they were like, abusing her like it was really bad like similar to what Kesha I don't know if it was like similar to what Kesha went through but I know there was like a lot of stuff where she was being really mistreated so almost like same same ish vibes in a way yes yeah I like I said don't know enough to speak on it but maybe check it out if you're interested I might check it out actually I love a good artist documentary Honestly, any good doc that you know has a good message behind it good research you know has a good did I already say a good message? Mm -hmm. Good message, good research, good message, good research, you know, anything like that. Have you ever seen that Cropsy documentary that was on Netflix when we were in college? Cropsy? Yes, bitch. It's like Slenderman before Slenderman. Is this like a bunny? Like a bunny man? I know what you're talking about, but no, it's different. Cropsy oh. was real, I think. Although the bunny man was real too, but it was like a man in a suit. What's Cropsy? I don't, here I go again bringing shit up that I don't know. But I remember I watched the documentary in college and it was really good. I want to say it was like in Long Island, but it was like a guy who was killing people. I'm going to find the documentary and I'm going to send it to you. You got to watch that one and you got to watch the crow one. <laughs> and the Jojo one. Three documentaries to watch. <laughs> okay. As if Paige doesn't literally have three jobs. I would consider this also a job. <laughs> yeah, we got, um, each of us got like, what was it, like $6 from Patreon the other day? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Paige, you're a poor income queen. I, so it's funny that you say that because I think that that Venmo payment was public and I am getting paid by my now third job via Venmo. And so I got a little like nervous about what was on my Venmo because, <laughs> because I, I've only used it for like friends and family and stuff. It's never been a serious thing. Like, you know, my sister one time paid me and I think she just said drugs. Like it was dinner, but she just said drugs, you know, like just stuff like that. And so I saw you had posted that or you had sent me that. And I was like, when my boss sees this, I wonder if he's going to ask, I know you already work two jobs. 
what's your third job? And he was already there one time when I had a meeting with him and he asked me to share my screen so that we could log into his email address and he could show me how to do stuff. And I was logged into the Tuesdays are for Twilight email address. And that was like on my screen when I went into Gmail. So I was like, I'm waiting for the day where he sees that. And he's like, oh, do you have another job? What is it? And then I have to be like, yeah, not really. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, let me know if you ever want my Venmo to you to be private. I just keep them all mine public because I also like to make jokes out of them. So I like to read them, too. I think they're fun. And all I'm saying is if you're going to pay me on Venmo, like I'm 20 or no, I'm 25. I'm 25. They're going to be weird. Literally the other day, Liddy Venmoed me for coffee and she said poop water. <laughs> what were we talking about? Charlie and Bella. Um, so yeah, so he makes that point and then Bella says like, I'm really glad I came to live with you. Like it's the best, best decision I ever made. Um, so they just have like a nice moment. And Charlie is also kind of razzing her about this party because she's very similar to him and that she's very introverted and she doesn't want to go and he knows it. So that's also kind of funny. That, that part reminded me of me and my dad because I definitely inherited my, like my mom is 100% an extrovert and my dad is 180,000% an introvert. And I definitely inherited that from him. And this would be a conversation that we would have like, Oh, I hope you have fun at the party. You want to come? No, I don't want to come. <laughs> Literally, I mean, how long have I known you and I've never met your dad? That that says a lot. Exactly. Um, did you have anything from this chapter that we skipped over? The only thing I was going to say was that I was happy that Billy went, but we 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 uh, looped back to that. Circled back. Okay, well, the next chapter off, or the next chapter, my first note for it is, I want to be at this party. Unlike Bella, it sounds rad. I didn't go, okay, well, first of all, I didn't get invited to high school parties because I was fucking lame. But even if I had, they wouldn't have been like this, I feel like. Mm -mm. I, I'm trying to think, I feel like there was only one person in high school where I went to their house and I was like, oh, this person lives in a mansion. This is a big fucking house. But yeah, like I would definitely be the person invited to this party where it's like, yeah, Bella and I were friends, but I am 100% going because I want to see this fucking house. Like, I know nothing about the Collins except that they're hot and their dad's a doctor and they drive really nice cars. So I bet they're fucking rich. I want to see that house. I bet the food's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that they can make good food, like since they don't have any like sense of taste of it, I guess. But I, I can 100% see them catering. Oh, true, true, true. That's true. Anyways, <laughs> we have Sidebar Central. Okay, focus. Okay. So they're at this party. Alice has tricked out the Colin living room into a nightclub. The food is happening. But she keeps saying it's on the edge of a dance. I'm like, eh, it's a dance. Before we go on to the dance, are you past page 367? Yes. I think we need to circle back to two very crucial things about Alice. Alice says probably the funniest thing I have read in this entire book series. It's It wasn't meant to be funny, but I thought it was hilarious. We'll get to that in a second. 
She's also wearing red leather pants. Hell yeah, sister. I want to see Alice in some red leather pants. I bet that's amazing. Yeah, I bet she looks hot. What's the funniest thing? So Bella shows up in whatever the outfit that Alice got for her. I know. They didn't really specify what it looked like. They did say it was a skirt and sweater combo. Okay. There are so many of those, though, that it could be anything. And knowing Alice, it's probably something funky. Yep. So they show up, and Bella is wearing this, and um, she sees Alice wearing this, like, sequins top, red leather pants. She looks hot. Bella says, I think I'm underdressed. Edward says, you're perfect. You'll do. Alice amended. <laughs> like, there was no need to roast her. <laughs> yeah, literally, you picked her outfit. Like, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. You bought this outfit for her. You'll do. <laughs> I, I know this isn't, this isn't canon, but I'm picturing that Alice has this outfit for herself, and she's like, this is hot. This is amazing. This is, I love this outfit. And she knows that Bella doesn't have anything to wear because the vampire stole her clothes. So she's like, I'm going to buy her an outfit, but I'm going to guarantee it's not as good as mine. I mean, I feel like she doesn't even have to do that because she's like, if I try to go too hot, Miss Khaki's skirt to her ankles will freak out. So I better go conservative. You're right. You're right. You'll do is, I feel like, Bella's overall outfit selection like it's nothing fancy it'll just do it's clothes I guess you're not naked yep okay so the party's on quote-unquote the edge of breaking into a dance whatever the fuck that means and then Edward disappears from Bella's side at one point which she is stressed about because she knows that probably means something is going on And then she catches just a quick glimpse of Alice, and it says that Alice has, quote, the kind of expressionless look you see on the face of someone who has just witnessed a horrible accident. And so Bella's obviously very concerned about what Alice might have just seen in her visions. And then right as she's trying to find Alice and Edward to figure it out, who shows up but Jacob, Quill, and Embry, which once again, you're not invited. However... I do want to say real quick, I just skipped this one thing. When Emmett smiles at Mike Newton over the food table and Mike takes a step back. <laughs> this is this is not related at all, but it's same vibes. So there is a Scooby-Doo movie called Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. It takes place in Salem, Massachusetts. Tim Curry is the is a voice in it. He's like the villain, whatever. Um, but there is a scene in this movie where Scooby and Shaggy go to the town restaurant where they have been given basically like put everything on my tab by this rich guy. So obviously Scooby and Shaggy are like, yeah, we're going to eat a a bunch of shit. So one scene happens, it goes back to Scooby and Shaggy's restaurant. They're eating like a whole bunch. Everyone in the restaurant is absolutely disgusted because they're disgusting. And at one point Shaggy or I think it's Scooby. He drinks a whole bowl of soup and the person sitting right behind him like looks over his shoulder, disgusted. And then Scooby smiles 
and there's like soup like dripping down his face and the person is so repulsed that they run away and throw up and I just like felt like it was same vibes (laughs) I could see it yeah I more feel like it's like that Mike was like that man could crush me with two fingers or something yeah you're probably right I I just have an agenda and that agenda is put Scooby-Doo into as many things as possible Listen, and I su- I support your agenda, but Emmett's not eating is the thing. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Anyways, so Jacob and Embry and Quill show up, and Bella's like, fuck no. And she's, like, trying to run away from them. And Jacob keeps trying to stop her and be like, talk to me. Like, I want your attention. And then he also does this horrible thing where he like touches her face and calls her Miss Swan. Blech! I didn't care for at the top of 372. Um, this is a quote. He came out of nowhere, his hand on my shoulder, pulling me back toward the shadow by the kitchen. I ducked under his grip, but he grabbed my good wrist and yanked me from the crowd. You're just yanking your friends. You're just you're just grabbing the literal good wrist, the unbroken wrist from the friend who broke their wrist, trying to defend themselves from your unsolicited kiss, and you yank them? Really? Okay. And then he just does this fucking thing, and it's I can't believe Bella falls for it. I mean, I can because she's very like naive in this way, but he's acting like a child, and he's like, I guess you just rather be with your real friends. I'd be like, grow up, bye. But she fucking falls for it. And she's like, no, that's not what I meant. What's what's wrong? What'd you get me as a present? Fuck off. I just turned the page with so much anger. But, like, you guys can't see that. So it's kind of sad. I saw it. So this has happened so many times before where I thought that this was going to be, like, it. I thought that that was going to be the thing that completely was, like, a no for Bella. But then she just comes right back. And I feel like it's happened like two or three times. And while I'm upset, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I'm just annoyed because I agree with you. There's been like times where she's stormed out and then it's just like, he doesn't even really have to apologize. I mean, I think he did in this instance. But even that, like, she just is like ready and willing to take him back. And I'm like, you need better standards, sis. Yeah, and I feel like also for this general kind of action to to do the thing and then have absolutely no repercussions for that thing, it just affirms in that person's brain that they can do that thing again, and it's fine, that they'll be forgiven for that thing. And in Charlie's case, applauded for that thing. Totally. I'm yeah. scrunching up my nose in disgust. So it turns out he made her, like, this wolf carving and put it on a bracelet. And then has the audacity to say, well, I figured that maybe it would make you remember me once in a while. You know how it is, out of sight, out of mind. And I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not putting it on then. And yet Bella just ignores him and puts it on. It's like, yay! No! I... I know that this was not the point at all, but I'm trying to picture what this bracelet looks like. And in my mind, it looks really ugly. I know, like, I know that part of it is handmade. And I think that that's a really great thing. 
But the metal on wood combo just feels like it clashes to me. Yeah, I think in the movie it's not metal. Oh, I was picturing like almost like like a ch- like a chain link almost in a way. That's what she describes it as, I think. But yeah, I think in the movie to like make it actually cute, they made it not metal. I don't remember though. Do you, did you ever have those Italian charm bracelets when you were a kid that like they were like these little squares? I'm about to pull a picture up and like you could just get different things on your little squares and it was like little things about your personality. Like I had like a basketball, a soccer ball, a fucking hippo probably. I don't even know. I don't think I have any Italian in my family whatsoever. In fact, I know that I don't because I I I literally Lizzo-esque took a DNA test. Turns out I'm like 95% French Canadian and then the rest is assorted European, but not Italian. Listen, I'm not Italian either. That's just what they're called. And they were very popular. This is what they look like. Oh, I've definitely seen it. Never had it, but I've seen it. (laughs) Also, these charms are making me laugh. There's like a barefoot. There's one that says, I heart my family. (laughs) Did you ever have one of those charm bracelets where it's like, it's like a nice little charm, but then the band says type one diabetic? No, didn't have one of those. I used to get in trouble because I used to chew on mine. I used to take it off and like I like I couldn't wear it. I think I don't know. I like I don't know what that is. <laughs> Ooh, you made me feel bad for like a second, but then you said you chewed on it and it was like, I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> yeah, I had one for from like kindergarten through second or third grade because it was like I was young and you know, starting school, but by the time I reached like fourth, once, once I reach a certain age, one, I didn't want to wear it because I was so against anything like feminine that I didn't want to wear like jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also everyone knew I was diabetic at school, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, totally. So then Jacob kind of realizes that Bella is distracted and like clearly trying to like get away from him. And so he realizes that something is going on and he demands that Bella tell him what's going on because he's assuming, you know, it's like vampire related. And then Embry and Quill come over to like, quote unquote, like, I don't know, enforce this command or like just look tough. I don't really get it. And then Alice shows up and tries to grab Bella and say like, I need to talk to you and like tries to pull her away. And Jacob like puts his arm out to block them. And then Jasper, who I would be afraid of, I'm not going to lie, he fucking comes out of nowhere and is like, "Uh uh-uh. I just got to read this little sentence, or this little paragraph. This is on page 377 at the bottom. Jasper appeared quite literally out of nowhere. One second, it was just Alice and me against the wall, Jacob blocking our exit, and then Jasper was standing on the other side of Jake's arm, his expression terrifying. Jacob slowly pulled his arm back. It seemed like the best move, going with the assumption that he wanted to keep that arm. (laughs) This is, I feel like, literally the first time, maybe it's not the first time, but at least me aware of Stephanie writing in the Jasper look. Totally. Yeah, that's totally it. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, so Alice and Jacob kind of go back and forth with each other for a few seconds about, like, whether or not she should tell them what's going on, and then... 
she decides to just say it in front of them. So she saw a vision of the newborn army coming to Forks instead of them going to Seattle to fight them. And Alice is obviously really upset and worried because they're going to be so outnumbered. And it it wouldn't even matter if Bella leaves at this point because, like, they're not going to know that she left, so they're still going to come for her anyways. And then Jacob's like, wait, 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 what's going on? And so they kind of catch him up on it. And basically, long story short, the werewolves and the vampires agree to work together to destroy this newborn army. And Jasper says that he will train them in, like, how to fight newborns. There's this moment on page 381. It's, like, in the middle. Um, Bella's just kind of narrating the dialogue in between Quill, Embry, and Jacob, and Alice and Jasper, because she's not really saying much. Jasper says, we were already planning a strategic meeting. If you're going to fight with us, you'll need some instruction. The wolves all made a disgruntled face at that last part. This is such, like, a small thing, but it really bothered me that Bella referred to them as the wolves. Because I'm like, they're not freaking wolves just standing there making a face. They're human beings. I don't know. It just bothered me. Yeah, you also know their names. Like, it would be like if I was referring to, like, you as the girl that I knew in high school. Or, like, the girl who goes to the gym. Or something like that. Like, I don't know. It just, it, like, really de not dem not demotes and not diminishes but like I minimalizes it really minimalizes them to something and something derogatory that the vampires I feel like this is just a little vamp- vampirism that's rubbed off on Bella yeah I agree and it's yucky okay obviously Bella is very upset by this whole thing and because she's worried that the wolves are not going to be up to par for fighting with all these newborn vampires and that more people that she care cares about are in danger. And that's pretty much where it ends. Jacob didn't respond. He hurried to catch up with his friends who were already gone. I watched helplessly as Jacob disappeared. Yep. I did have one sort of observation that maybe I'm reading too much into it. Not Not that I'm reading too much into it. I was just like, huh. Interesting. What did you what were your thoughts on this passage on page 380? Basically, um Jacob and Alice are kind of like, "Oh my gosh, we should totally join forces." Like that would be the in the best interest of everyone. It's right in the middle. I wouldn't go that far, but we need help. We aren't going to be picky. Wait, wait, wait. I interrupted them. Alice was on her toes, Jacob leaning down toward her. Both of their faces lit up with excitement. Both of their noses wriggled against the smell. They looked at me impatiently. I don't know. Like, not that this had sexual tension to it, because it doesn't. But, like, I feel like this is the, like, the most I, most positive interaction that we have seen between someone besides Edward. And I feel like even Edward's interactions with the werewolves aren't, like, super positive. It's just at least tolerable. Like, I feel like this was the first time reading it that there's actually like a positive interaction between the vampires and the werewolves. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like, I mean, Carlisle and Esme are pretty hard to like 
you know, find major faults with, but they're not really around. I was just going to say, I bring that up because I'm like, I feel like Alice is pretty likable just because she's like, obviously not a threat to the werewolves because she's so tiny and like, just like a little pixie dancing around, you know? Mm -hmm. I just, I've known, or at least we've seen in this book specifically, Alice's reaction towards Jacob's presence and even just like the mention of Jacob. I mean, she calls him dog. She, I feel like she's also disrespectful towards them and doesn't I mean she doesn't respect them and like that little little paragraph said I mean she's wrinkling her nose at the smell and she's done that before in the past so even Alice doesn't really care for them so to see such a positive reaction from her who has shown nothing but animosity I feel like it was like oh wow like haven't seen that yet yeah yeah that's a really good point good observation Thank you. So for next week, we're just reading chapter 18. It's called Instruction. What are your predictions? I feel like, I mean, it seems, I don't want to say it seems obvious because I'm probably wrong. But to me, we ended the chapter with saying, like, you're going to need some instruction on how to combat the newborns. So to me, it's just, I feel like it's going to be the vampires and the werewolves working together and learning how to fight newborns. And, you know, Bella's probably, she'll probably be around. Just chilling with her homies. With her her boyfriend and her ex, you know. I don't know, I wouldn't even call him her ex. I'm like, her boyfriend and her other boyfriend. <laughs> I, I I don't know if he's her boyfriend. I mean, she broke her arm punching him, or her, she broke her hand punching him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got me there. I do believe it's my week to do the socials. I'm stretching. Definitely a different posture when I sit on the bed. I feel like I'm going to pop my back. Anyway. Um, oh, super, super emphasis on literally when you guys are hearing this, you'll only have, we're doing like, it'll be like four days until our patron only event. It'll be this Saturday. When y'all are hearing this, it'll be, you know, this is coming out on Tuesday the 5th. So we haven't received that many discords from y'all. Um, we might be messaging you this week if we haven't received it from you. Also want to give a quick shout out. Sorry, we forgot to do this at the beginning, but Jem rejoined us as a patron. So thank you so much for that, Jem. Thank you, Jem. We appreciate you slash love you slash appreciate you so much. <laughs> and anyways, we, you know, the more the merrier. The more the merrier. It'll be fun. Um, you know, it's not going to be like a super long thing for people in the United States. It'll be like in the morning slash early afternoon. So we hope you'll come join us. It's at 11 a.m. Mountain Time this Saturday the 9th. Correct. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> Back to the socials. Um, feel free to message your Discord to us on any of these or just message us other stuff as you do. Our Instagram and our Tumblr are Tuesdays are for Twilight. Our Twitter is Taft Pod. You can email us at Tuesdays are for Twilight at gmail.com. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. And as always, we encourage you to check out the Quilliet's efforts to move their cultural lands to higher ground. You can find that at www.mthg.org. And also proof of a donation to the Quilliet's efforts is will also get you into the patron event as always. Paige, 
Hiram. This is this is a fact. This is science. There is a term called entropy, which I could be wrong, but essentially it's like a state of chaos. And we so any everything is fighting against entropy. Everything we do is to stay away from the chaos. Maybe it's time to give in. Maybe it's time to experience a little chaos. Now, but it but in like a calm way. Maybe nothing too chaotic. But I mean, maybe for you, maybe a little chaos. I don't know. I'm gonna say this week's thoughts are. Is entropy right for you? Question mark? Maybe it is. Also, I now that I'm saying it out loud and hearing it, I don't know if entropy is the right word. If it extropy, I don't know. You should have stopped while you're ahead because it was good and inspiring. Entropy is the word. I thought you were going to say, is entropy right for you? Contact your doctor today. <laughs> I'm going to offer I'm going to offer a second one. Um, if that one made absolutely no sense, because you know what, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And usually they don't, but like, I know what I was trying to say and I don't know the exact word that I'm looking for. So that may have made absolutely no sense, but like really not made a lot of sense. So if you were a loved one have, um, suffered setbacks from the effects of mesothelioma you may be entitled to compensation contact your representatives today to to figure that out <laughs> we'll see you all next week for chapter 18 of eclipse bye everyone bye <laughs> our amazing intro and outro music was performed by danny plowman and produced by alberto beltran you can follow danny at danimal6 and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Mm-hmm.